Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. One of Earth's unsung heroes is also among its tiniest, plankton, a single-celled algae. It's barely visible to the eye, but it contributes to some of the world's most important resources. It's essential to the food chain. It's a main supplier of oxygen, and it's the fuel that keeps our cars running and our homes heated. These organisms, no bigger than a human hair, float in the sunny upper parts of the ocean. The two main types of plankton, phytoplankton and zooplankton, support one another. Phytoplankton, an organism so small that millions can fit in one drop of water, produces its own energy through photosynthesis. It accounts for nearly half of all photosynthesis on the planet. Zooplankton, which are tiny animals and crustaceans like copepods, along with other small fish and marine creatures, eat phytoplankton, then become food for bigger fish, and so on up the food chain. From seals to dolphins, virtually every creature in the ocean eats either plankton or an organism that depends on plankton. In a David versus Goliath-like battle, filter-feeding baleen whales like the humpback rely on tiny organisms such as plankton and krill. Like a filter, these whales take in huge gulps of water, then use their tongues to push out liquid so food, like krill and plankton, remain. Right whales also swim open-mouthed through plankton-filled waters. They trap the plankton, and their tongue pushes the organisms down their throat. But plankton's role in the food chain doesn't stop in the ocean. Polar bears and seabirds rely on plankton-fueled meals like seals and fish. Even humans count on fish, and therefore plankton, to survive. Americans alone eat around 15 and a half pounds, or about seven kilos, of fish and shellfish per person per year. That's a whole lot of plankton. Plankton itself is even making its way to our dinner tables. It's not common in restaurants yet, but Angel Leon and Nuno Mendez, both chefs of Michelin-starred restaurants in Britain, added plankton to a special event menu in 2013. This included delicacies like a plankton cocktail and a plankton risotto. Leon told the UK newspaper Metro, It's velvety and dry before mixing it with liquid. Silky once mixed, oily and elegant, pungent on the nose yet subtle, and leaves a long finish in the mouth. While it's still rare in restaurants, plankton is slowly catching on. According to fine dining lovers, plankton producers like Spanish agriculture company Phytoplankton Merino are growing the microalgae for human consumption, and one chef even tried his hand at phytoplankton bread. Plankton's earthly contributions go beyond the food chain. Marine plants like phytoplankton, kelp, and algal plankton produce 70% of Earth's oxygen. In fact, Prochlorococcus, a type of phytoplankton, produces the oxygen for one out of every five breaths a human takes. And phytoplankton's superpowers don't stop there. Not only do they help produce oxygen through photosynthesis, phytoplankton also take carbon from the atmosphere during the process of living and store it deep in the ocean when they die, which ultimately helps curb climate change. This is similar to the process trees use to store carbon in leaves. Since photosynthesis consumes carbon dioxide, the carbon is basically stored in each plankton. One group of scientists found that phytoplankton incorporate up to 45 to 50 billion tons of inorganic carbon into their cells. And that petroleum we use to fuel our cars It's made through a process that dates back to ancient seas, and it also involves that tiny superhero of an organism, plankton. 
When plankton die, they sink to the bottom of the oceans. Here, debris settles on top of them, and chemical reactions transform the materials into waxy carrageen and bitumen, a black tar that's one of the main ingredients of petroleum. The carrageen also undergoes further changes as it heats, and it becomes what's known as crude oil, or, if temperatures are even hotter, natural gas. Plankton may be essential, but this small organism is also a little bit tricksy. Scientists have long struggled to accurately predict phytoplankton numbers and growth rates, but that changed in 2005 thanks to NASA's satellite observations. NASA reported that scientists can figure out phytoplankton numbers based on how green water is. When phytoplankton get stressed by cold water, they become less green. Phytoplankton-rich waters become greener as conditions and growth rates improve. Oh, and by night, plankton-filled water can glow through the organism's bioluminescence, electric blue, green, red, or orange. Researchers estimate phytoplankton makes up 1% of all of Earth's biomass. That's the total mass of organisms. But that number is dwindling. A study published in the journal Nature in July of 2010 showed that gradually warming ocean waters have destroyed some 40% of Earth's phytoplankton since 1950. Whether we know it or not, all humans rely on this microalgae. That's why a 40% decrease or more is worrisome. Today's episode was written by Stephanie Vermillion and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other super green topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.